episode 27 of Pop. TV shows getting the axe. <gasps> TV shows back from the grave. And more. Welcome back to Pop, your pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mills, and today I'm joined by Christine Carlson Wolf. Hi, everybody. How are you, Ken? I'm doing well. Good to hear from you. Today we're going to be talking TV. At this time last year, we put up an episode talking about the shows that got the axe and shows that got renewed, and it is just crazy bonkers out there. And later in the show, we're going to be talking about some new shows that are coming back from the dead, in a way. Mm-hmm. As it says in, in a, one of those books out there, there's nothing new under the sun, and that seems to be the new trend. Everything old is new again. Absolutely. And a, a constantly shifting landscape. Right. Really, it's been a crazy week if you work in TV. For sure. Decisions are being made that are going to affect a lot of people's lives. And we're not talking about the viewers, folks. We're talking about shows that are getting the act, shows that are on the bubble, shows that are coming back. It's crazy. But first, let's do a little housekeeping, right? Right. In case you haven't noticed, if you listen to Pop or download Pop on a regular basis, we've been doing a sidecast about a TV show called Everything Sucks. That is not replacing Pop. That is not going to become the new Pop. That is just a sidecast on the feed. So Courtney will be back. I will be back. Uh, everybody will be back. But it's just something that we're doing because we feel it's important and I'm having a lot of fun. And that's the whole point of the Pop Podcast is for us to do what we enjoy. And I've got my music shows and sometimes we talk about music here too. But this is just, this is just a fun place for us all to meet. We've had some questions come our way. Will there be any more WKIP episodes? And I'm here to tell you, yes, there will be. As somebody who's been asking that question, yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one. We've actually got some oh, emails <laughs> and uh, people on the Facebook page. They, they seem to love it when Dr. Ken takes over the airwaves at WKIP. <laughs> And, of course, this guy, he comes back, too, and every once in a while he plays a song, so. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Velvet Smooth. <laughs> so. <laughs> get, get funky. <laughs> yeah, get funky with yourself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that's going to happen. We also added Amazing Records to the pop family with Marty Ross, and... That show keeps bubbling up. People really enjoy it, and they really like what Marty and I did. Will there be another Amazing Records? And yes, there will be. That's great. I love it when uh, when Dr. Ken and Professor Ross <laughs> get together. Uh, Marty is uh, an incredibly talented um, and and smart musician. Mm. Um, I I love to hear the discussions that you guys have. He he brings so much to the discussion, um, as do you. So they're always fun episodes. Marty is fantastic. He called me the other day just to check on me, and he's just a really great guy. And it's, it's really cool to be able to podcast with people that you really enjoy and respect, and it is just wonderful. So, Oh, thanks, Ken. Ah, why <laughs> I oughta. 
Well, we're going to be talking about TV, but first let's kick this off with, remember the band Modern English? Of course. Well, here they are live in 2018 doing I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. We'll be back on the other side of this to talk TV. This is called I Melt With You.
you very much. I love that song, and they still sound so great, don't they? Yes, they do. They do. And I always love that song. It was, mm-hmm. It's always been on my playlist. And it sounds fresh and new today. You know, like some songs, when you hear the recordings, it, it sounds like something that just came out. It has that great energy. Right. Another song like that is In Excesses Don't Change. I feel the same way about that. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. Mm-hmm. So, TV, TV, TV. Woo! Strap yeah. in, kiddos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of shows have been given the axe, and a lot of shows are being reborn, and some are returning. In some very sad news, I see where Rise is canceled by NBC. This is a show that I love and to me there are there are three shows that I really truly love and I do think that are better for TV as a result and they are This Is Us, Rise, mm-hmm. and Everything Sucks. I think that those three shows have heart. Those three shows uh you know it's it's kind of like there's TV that you watch that is good for you and TV that you watch that is, you know, you're going to wake up with heartburn later, right? It's like, for example, <laughs> Riverdale, which I loved so much in the first <laughs> season, has turned into some sort of weird shitstorm. But, you know, if you enjoy it, cool. And I find myself still watching it because it's like a train wreck that I can't look away from. Well, and, right, and I, I became so invested in that show in the first season that I'm still watching it hoping that it turns around at some point, and it's just not Yeah, yet. it's it's really, really sunk into really weird levels, but I, I keep watching yeah. it, so it's, it's my fault that it's still on the air, I guess. <laughs> well, mine too, but I totally agree with you on, on the other three. Um, this Is Us, uh, Rise, and Everything Sucks are all – they're they're all different and yet they're they have some similarities and it they are um very strongly deeply developed characters um i mean all the way down the cast line right and uh and dealing with subject matters and themes that any viewer can relate to there's uh-huh. something in each of them for everyone i'm i'm just gutted to hear that Rise was just canceled. For those who don't know, NBC has opted not to renew its high school musical drama, Rise, for a second season. There were high hopes for the series from former Friday Night Lights showrunner Jason Katmus and Hamilton producer Jeffrey Seller. As a potential spiritual companion to This Is Us as another emotional drama. But Rise did not have the same impact. It got off to a modest start in ratings and never took off. Written by Katmus and starring Josh Radner, Rise was inspired by the story of the groundbreaking high school drama teacher Lou Volupe, as chronicled in the book Drama High. And I'll tell you, it's just such a great show. It's, it's on Hulu. I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's an intense cast. It's a great cast. It's so incredibly talented. And there's also a little side episode, if you do have Hulu, called The Understudies. And it is... <laughs> that was a fun little series of vignettes, right, right. And it was something that was done for online content. And it's kind of like, just imagine if you were watching Star Trek, 
this would have been called the bridge crew, and it would have been the people that <laughs> that you see walking around in the background and stuff like that. Or, or the red shirts. <laughs> yeah, there you go, the red shirts. But it makes me sad that Rise, as of this point, is canceled and not picked up by anybody. That one hurts a lot. Yeah. Some shows that were on the bubble and have been saved. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is saved. NBC picks it up after Fox canceled it. And this was one that a lot of people really liked this show. Uh, everybody from Mark Hamill to uh, all these celebrities on Twitter were just freaking out. I even saw where Marvel Comics said it's hard to create comic books today when you find out your favorite show is canceled. And it was they were trying to appeal <laughs> to people to pick up Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. So, well, it worked. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to go through a list of shows that, as of this time are canceled that we know about. So if you're a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan, thank God for NBC because they picked it up. And uh, it's, it's, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Also available on Hulu. So check that out. In shows that are returning, surprise, surprise, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen is being revived by Fox for Season 7. And I know last year when that was canceled by ABC, a bunch of people were upset about that. But the thing is, is that a lot of times once you hit that 100 episodes and you're available to do syndication, you get dumped because usually in the seventh year or so people want a pay raise and there's just not the money there anymore. A lot of shows that have went on that long don't get picked up again because stars want more money for doing the same job and they there's just not the money coming back into it. So... But then again, right. we live in the in the world of Will and Grace returning and Roseanne's huge return. So to me, I would rather, if you're going to bring back a Tim Allen vehicle, you know what I'm going to say, home improvement. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the show I loved. But uh, Me too. I loved that show. But in a way, it's almost like the same character that he played in. Yes. Without the funny. I, I I don't I don't care for the last man standing, but mm. well, that's one of those things where your mileage will vary. So if you love that show, it is coming back. So there you go. Now there's a lot of shows, and again, by the time you hear this, a show may be picked back up or a show may be dropped. So it's it, this is just in a little sticking your finger up in the wind and seeing which way the wind blows today, but. Finally, the show that I'm surprised has lasted as long as it did, but I understand that Hulu may pick it up, is The Last Man on Earth, which has been canceled after four (laughs) seasons at Fox. I can't believe it. Every once in a while on my social media, I would just go on and say, how is this show still on the air? I watched it the first season, and as soon as he stopped being The Last Man on Earth, it kind of went off the rails. Right. It's a very bizarre show, and in some weird way, I love it, but I vowed that I would watch this show as long as it's on the air, so I'm either going to be in hell again from Hulu, if if they pick it up, or I will be finally at rest. It, it, It was an enjoyable show, but very bizarre. It was a show about a guy named Phil Miller who gets renamed Tandy, who thinks he's the last man on Earth after a big plague or deadly virus. And he runs into a few other people who manage to survive. Think about The Walking Dead without all the gore. Yeah, it's 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 The Walking Dead without zombies. Because you still run into people that 
want to take over their small part of the world and it's it's just a very bizarre show <laughs> yes but both something that the walking dead and the last man on earth have is that they seem that cars will always run batteries are always good gas is in everywhere and every car has a full tank always it's kind of like yes. the walking dead and the last man on earth have you know like if like if you're playing video games and you have an infinite ammo cheat they have infinite fuel and infinite car so and electricity and phone service and <laughs> Yeah. And whatever they need for the plot, but yeah, that's it's right. just weird. I know that my car needs filled up every two weeks, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't go anywhere. I don't know how that happens, but. Evaporation. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, eventually the gas would just stop working. Seriously, it would just turn to gel. And listen, if I go six months without driving a car, it's not going to start. You know, the the likelihood of it starting from the battery retaining power eventually anyway we're getting into too much real life specifics and <laughs> you've turned into click and clack with ken and christine yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new magliazzo brothers uh, <laughs> three people out there will have gotten that joke <laughs> right and they're probably not even listening yeah <laughs> so here's some shows that have been canceled Right now, as of this moment, Beyond, Disjointed, Everything Sucks. Come on, Netflix. Come on, Hulu. Somebody pick this show up. Hashtag Everything Sucks. Yeah. Here and Now, I Love Dick, The Last Man on Earth, Law and Order, True Crime. How many spinoffs has there been of that thing? That's been crazy. I don't have that many fingers and toes. The Librarians, Life Sentence, Living Biblically, The Mayor... Me, Myself, and I, The Mick, I know that that was a show that a lot of people who like the TV show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, enjoyed the main character of The Mick. That was kind of fun. The Middle is Gone. That's not so much a cancellation. They they finished No, up. it just ran its, yeah. yeah, it just ran its course. What a fun show. Love The Middle. Love The Middle. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's in syndication now. And on, on the different networks, the, the repeats are. So it, it's run its course and done its thing. Mozart in the Jungle, The New Girl, that's over. Night Shift, Once Upon a Time, One Mississippi, The Originals is wrapping up. The Path, over on Hulu. Scandal, Shades of Blue, Shut Eye, Taken, Ten Days in the Valley, Valor, which I didn't even know that they put that show out. I saw commercials for it, but I'm not sure it ever ran. Wayward Pines. Wisdom of the Crowd, The X-Files, is not being renewed. Zoo, and something that's getting a lot of traction on social media, Lucifer, is not picked back up. So There are some new ones that were announced uh, just in the last couple of days that I didn't hear on, on the ones that you read off, Ken. Alex Inc. from ABC, that was an, uh, a fledgling ABC comedy this I year. I haven't that even been... started watching that yet. Well, let me tell you, first of all, I watched it, and it was funny. It was not stellar, but it was, well, let's put it this way. It was far better than Last Man on Earth. <laughs> um, and in the, what is now the series finale, there is a second Becky joke, oh. which just made me smile. So um, you need to watch it. it. It was cute. Marvel's Inhumans from ABC is canceled. Rightly um, so. Rightly so. That just was not <laughs> a good show. 
And one other that I really liked that I didn't hear on your list, Kevin Probably Saves the World from ABC. Mm. That was also another one that had heart and had just a nice uplifting message. Not heavy handed, but just it just made you feel good. So Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to see that one go as well. Jason Ritter was uh, so talented in that show and and uh, and the, the rest of the cast, too. So. And for those who do not know, Jason Ritter is the son of... John Ritter from Three's That's Company. Right. So it was cool to see him. It was kind of neat. So those are just some of the shows that, whether it's up, down, or in between, this is where we are. By the time this show airs, who knows what will be going on, right? Right, right. Well, Christine, what shows have survived as of this point? Uh, yeah, as of now, we are uh, seeing that um, Fresh Off the Boat is coming back for another season on ABC. Splitting Up Together, which was a new uh, show this year on ABC, that has been picked up again. Yeah, that had Black-ish. Pam from uh, The Office. <laughs> it did, it did. And and yeah, it's really, it's really a good show too. I like it as well. Blackish has been picked up. You know, it got it was um, having some controversy this year. It had a, an episode or two that were shelved because it was deemed too too much of a hot topic for them to talk about. And so there was some rumblings that maybe it was going to be on the bubble. I'm very glad to see that one coming back. I love that show. Black Blackish is a great show. American Housewife is coming back for the people is uh, also coming back for its second season. That's just a handful of the newer ones that have made the cut yet again this year. I don't even know half these shows. How sad is it? <laughs> well, and those are the ones that are coming back. Yeah. We knew more of the ones that are being canceled. That's, I don't know what that says about our taste. But. Well, I, I think it has more than anything to do with the fact that the shows that you're invested in, the shows you care about are the ones you pay attention to. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the other side of this, we're going to come back and talk about shows that are returning from the dead because there's no original idea in Hollywood. So. From the 80s, another band, The Fix, live. Check it out. Speaking of coming back from the dead. That's just so improper. (laughs) on the bail. Well, this old ruse. Every band needs one of these.
Yo, what's poppin'? This is Ricky Rocket from Poison, and you are listening to Pop. What's poppin'? Oh, tons is poppin'. Hell's a poppin'. Hell's a poppin'. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things are popping. There was an article the other day, and I hate to say where it's from. Do I have to? <laughs> Do I have to say where it's from? No, you don't have to mention that retirement community newsletter. It was from the AARP, and <laughs> sadly, I'm in that little block. Like I remember how heartbroken I was when there was that. Uh, you know, you're you're filling out any sort of survey or application or form, and it's got are you between 18 and under, 18 to 25, 26 to 35. And then it like gets to like 50 to 100. There's older than dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it. Older than dirt. But they had a column about TV for grownups and under their entertainment section. They had 10 more TV reboots. And apparently these are shows that are in development. So we're going to be talking about returning tv shows back from the dead they're basically zombie tv shows without actual zombies in them right so when you think about it this these properties are coming back from the from their grave from the tv wasteland aarp those people who somehow for some reason they think i'm old in their newsletter they had 10 more tv reboots and it says everything old is new again thanks to Roseanne. So the return of Roseanne, we can blame it all on her, right? Now we've got Roseanne, The X-Files, Will and Grace, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, One Day at a Time, and now Lost in Space is back, which is kind of weird. But there was uh, Dynasty, that came back as well, Full House, Fuller House, and MacGyver on CBS. So this is a thing now. We're, we're, we're kind of back to the time when, remember that around 1987 or so when you had Star Trek The Next Generation appeared and the new Gidget and the new monkeys and so on and, and so forth. The monsters today and right, yeah, right. exactly. So it, it seems like we're back in that time where everything old is new again. So, so we're going to take a look at each one of these things that are being proposed and shopped around or in development, right? Everything here. Uh, number one here, Murphy Brown. I bet I can already guess what you're going to say about Murphy Brown, Ken. But all right, of, of this whole list, that's probably one of the ones that I might be the most interested in, just because I loved the original so much. It was definitely a zeitgeist back in the '80s, and I mean, even the vice president was commenting about Murphy Brown and mm -hmm. her single motherhood status. As if she was a real person and not a character on the TV show, which, of course, the writers then took advantage of and they worked it into the TV show and been able to poke fun of him. So in general, my attitude about reboots is no. Well, let's come up with some new material. But if you are taking a, a really quality made show and Murphy Brown was 
then hopefully there's some there's some juice there and and uh, and it'll be a good reboot. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts of Murphy Brown the first time around? Well, I enjoyed first so many years of Murphy Brown quite a lot actually. It was part of that New Heart. What was the name of the New Heart show then? New Heart. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, you know it's so confusing. He had. I know he went through every uh, rendition of his name. Yeah. I think if he did one more, it was just going to be called Bob. Yeah, <laughs> which he could have gotten away with. So it was part of that and uh, designing women and, you know, part of that Monday night stable that they had that started with like MASH and Lou Grant and all that stuff. The thing is, is part of the show was her dating all the time, right? I guess that could still be funny. You know, she's dating this one and that one. And will the guy come back and be painting her apartment and working on her apartment again? Edlin. Yeah. What was his name? Edlin. It really comes down to the writing, right? And from what I understand, not only is Candace Bergen returning to the show, but her sidekicks, Corky, played by Faith Ford, Frank, played by Joe Regalbuto, and Miles, played by Grant Shod. So, looks like all hands are back on deck. But, uh, you know, again, we have to look at this from a practical standpoint. Like, has there been an outcry for the Murphy Brown show? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Has there been an outcry for any of these to be rebooted? Well, yeah, I think that uh, Lost in Space was ready. The thing is, is that's the, the jury's still on on that right now. Will and yep. Grace, yeah, that's that's worked out really well. Roseanne's had some success as well. The X Files, uh, that's that's like a no-brainer. Like there's there's the conventions and. Basically, anything sci-fi-ish and geeky is ready to come back at any time, right? You can always reboot a classic science fiction franchise. But, again, I don't see many people lining up at a convention dressing like Murphy Brown. That's all I'm saying. So I I just don't know how much of a fan presence that it has, right? Like, for example, if they decided to reboot the Golden Girls, that's a great idea. The problem is, is not many of them are alive anymore, so... What would be the point if you bring back the Golden Girls? And the only way it would work is if... Well, that would, that would be cast by uh, by Phoebe, Rachel, and... Um... Oh, so so you're thinking that the girls from Friends are would now be... They're the Golden Girls. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could happen. <laughs> so... Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down, do you think that this would be a success working like this? I want it to be because I did like the original so well. Because, again, like, and it's exactly as you said, it's writing. Uh, the writing was so smart uh, the first time around. And um, so I have high hopes for this one. In the same sense where people remembered Roseanne fondly, I'm not sure that the same love is there for Murphy Brown. By the public in mass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now, Murphy Brown, that didn't have a real theme song that you can remember that jumped out yeah. at you, right? Like, nobody, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's ever made it to a thing. So, you got to look at these shows as how cool is the theme song. So, <laughs> right? I guess. So, our second show that is coming back from the TV grave is Cagney and Lacey. The 
in production, folks. The 1981 through 1988 female cop show was supposed to star Anne Margaret and Raquel Welch, and then Heather Locklear, but a writer's strike ruled out rewrites, forcing the studio to go with the more feminist show starring Sharon Gless and Tyne Daly. Now the dynamic flat-footed duo are Sarah Drew from Grey's Anatomy and Michelle Hurd from Hawaii Five-O, yet another reboot. Working not for the NYPD, but for the LAPD under boss Ving Rames. Daly has said that both she and Gless were considered washed up in Hollywood when the show originated when she was 35 and Gless, 38. We are basically old news as actresses because of our age, but we became famous instead. So if this takes off, you know, who knows, this could happen. But again, was there a public outcry for Cagney and Lacey? And I mean, they've already moved it from New York out to L.A., right? So they've already moved it from New York out to L.A. Right. And it's a new Cagney and Lacey. So I just don't get the appeal. No, this makes no sense to me uh, at all. A female-driven cop show, eh. Yeah, a female-driven, a female-lead cop show, eh. It has no appeal to me. I mean, wasn't with all the different versions of Law & Order, wasn't there a Law & Order menopause unit or Law & Order <laughs> PMS? Or, yeah, so I it know, could have been... I know. Uh... I'm the only, between the two of us, Ken, I'm the only one that could have said those jokes. Yeah, that, well, I could have said them. I just would have got pelted with produce. <laughs> They could have just done Law and Order, Cagney and Lacey, right? Dun, dun. <laughs> so do you give this one a thumbs up, thumbs down? How 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 renewable is Cagney and Lacey? No, I down thumbs down for me. And and I I really like Ving Rhames. He's he's cool. I, I, I enjoy him in almost everything he does. But to me, this one just seems like a dead on arrival, right? DOA. Right. So to me, Law and pass. Order, yo. Law and Order, yo. Now, Cagney and Lacey, again, the theme song thing kind of just kind of it does nothing for me. So, no. Now, what about the Kung Fu theme song? Right. That was that was a great one. But they, they won't keep the same music or anything. Well, I mean, first of all, theme songs aren't a thing anymore. I know. I know. I know. It's like you, you know, may, you might get two or three notes, two or three bars but they've figured out we can use that 30, 30 seconds to a minute of time and squeeze in another commercial or two. Right. Our next show, Kung Fu. That's his show I loved very much. The original Kung Fu aired from 1972 to 1975 with David Carradine pretending to be a Chinese Kung Fu monk in the Wild West. It was actually a vehicle for Bruce Lee, but that didn't work. Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, played Carradine's son in Kung Fu the movie back in 1986. Yeah, now see, if they were going to reboot Kung Fu today, I it would have made sense for Bruce Lee's son to take that role. You know, of course, sadly he can't, but for, so for me, for this show, 
that's where any interest stopped. Uh-huh. If that can't happen, what? I, nah. Not interested. Well, here's how they're remaking it. Tim Apollo from the AARP writes, What piques our interest is that in this Kung Fu pilot episode, the monk slash martial artist is a woman hunting the bad guy who stole her child in 1950s America. Do you think this one's going to work as is? And I'm going to vote thumbs down. It's not that I'm against having a woman in this role, but it doesn't tie me to the concept of that show. This could be called right. anything, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How are they going to tie it if they are going to try? Yeah. You know, is this somehow related to uh, Grasshopper? Is, is she somehow related to Grasshopper? Yes, is she a descendant? Is she... First cousin removed? I don't know. Something. So I'm going to say this one is a thumbs down without having watched it. You know, and who knows? If I see it and I love it, I'll be the first person to say, boy, was I wrong about that. But I think this is another DOA, you know, dead on arrival. Now, up next here, The Twilight Zone. To me, this is a no-brainer, except it's already on Netflix, and it's called Black Mirror. <laughs> which is really like the Twilight Zone based on today's technology, right? If oh, if, good if, point. If, yeah, so if you've never seen Black Mirror and you really enjoyed the Twilight Zone, you might want to check it out. It, it really deals with the nightmares that we're creating with our new technology. So, mm-hmm. But having said that... Twilight Zone, the original series, ran from 1959 to 1964, and I think it's always been on television ever since somewhere, right? Right. And then with the movie that they did in the 80s, that was, for me, Twilight Zone was gone before I came around. And so so the movie was what captured my interest first, and then, Mm. of course, I went back and watched the series. So the concept is sound, and, and it has legs. Right. And I'm I'm really interested in this one because Jordan Peele is uh-huh. involved. I think he's just extremely uh, talented, and uh, so I I think it'll be really cool to see what he's going to do with this concept. Uh-huh. You know who I would recommend to have be the host, and this is going to sound weird, just coming out of nowhere, but John Hamm from. Mad Men. Ah, yes, I can see that. Because he's someone you can have be anything, and Rod Serling was kind of like that, you know. He, I mean, he could be a scary guy, he could be the most friendly guy in the world, and he could he could just pull that off. And I think that that John Hayne could do that. Yep. But uh, so, do you think this one has potential legs? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so, yeah, I do too. But then again, like I said, it's already out there. It's called Black Mirror. It's just doesn't have the same name so it'll be interest it will be interesting to see how it all shakes out so i i give this one a possible you know i i think that this can happen i don't think that the black mirror is going to diminish uh the twilight zone reboot. oh no because Only the brand because... name is so strong yes you know yes exactly right but then again like we talked about with murphy brown it really comes down to the writing yep. how many people can write this well it's like i've always been a big fan of batman and sherlock holmes but the problem is is finding a writer who is inventive enough and can 
make this happen. Like, for example, I've heard people say that the Riddler is not a good villain. And the reason the Riddler is not a good villain is because you don't have a genius writing it who is as smart as the Riddler should be. So Mm -hmm. you wind up with Mm -hmm. people who can't write the character. That's a very good point. To me, Twilight Zone was always a very smart show. Definitely, this one has legs. Earlier I was mentioning theme songs. The Twilight Zone theme song is instantly recognizable. The whole thing. So... So they, they have to bring that back, right? They have to use that. Yes. When you have something as cool as that, you definitely got to bring it back. They've Yes, even, even if it's a snippet, because you don't have to have the whole thing play uh-huh. before the viewer all instantaneously, it, it's imprinted on us all, right? Whether we saw the show or not, everybody knows the, the Twilight Zone theme song. Uh-huh. Our next show is The Jetsons. Meet George You know, it's weird. The Jetsons only ran for 24 episodes in six months from 1962 to 1963. That's, that blows my mind. Because right. it's, for, I mean, for people of our generation, the Jetsons is iconic. We all, I mean, we all watched it. And uh, there's, there, we still reference it so heavily today. Mm-hmm. 24 episodes, geez. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a live action version too i was thinking about you know where else has that happened and the first thing that comes to mind is again the john goodman Uh version of the flintstones right Uh the live action flintstones movie um campy and fun and very uh very true to the original concept in the cartoon if they do that this might have some potential i think it's doa the way that they're going to do it. I th- the, the only way that this would work for me is if they got a hold of Seth MacFarlane, who does Family Guy, mm-hmm. and have him helm this up. Because he's done a great job with the Orville, where he's kind yes. of taken the tropes of Star Trek yes. and, and made them fun and interesting, uh, basically by what we know. And uh, whether you like the Orville or not, that, you know, mileage will vary. But he definitely could take both the Flintstones and the Jetsons and put those shows back on, and it would feel as basically an updated version from 1960-whatever till now. Fresh but uh, respectful of the roots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it's so it's uh, Robert Zemeckis who's exec producing the Jetsons this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Back to the Future, the fr- franchise's. He's got some basis in the subject matter. Uh-huh. I, I'm willing to give it a shot based on the affection that I have for the original cartoon and for Zemeckis. Yeah. You know, it's weird. We were talking about 
how Black Mirror is kind of already hitting the beats of the Twilight Zone in a way. You know, you mentioned the Flintstones with John Goodman. I remember when that movie came out, I was like, well, dinosaurs is already on TV. You know, they had the the dinosaurs walking around and it looked like the Flintstones minus the Flintstones, right? (laughs) Oh, God, I loved that show. (laughs) Again, Miley. Again, mileage will vary. Oh, God, I loved that show. (laughs) And, you know, they better bring the Jetsons theme song back, right? (laughs) <laughs> including the Jane Stop This Crazy Thing. Absolutely. See, and th- th- this is why I have some hope for it. I'm not, like, super excited about it, but there's potential there. If they are um, honest and respectful of the source material and make it fun, I mean, come on. It's about a family that employs a robot and flies around in the car. Where's my flying car, by the way? Yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of got screwed. I don't even have a personal jetpack. I, I want my space car and my laser gun. But think about it. If we had laser guns, oh, my God, we'd be in so much trouble. Just I would probably destroy my house the first, you know, day of having it, right? I'd be out there vaporizing trees and rocks. and. Of course, and, if they ever do come to be, the NRA doesn't have to change their initials. Why? To the National Ray Gun Association. Oh, there you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Our next reboot, TV shows from the grave, Starsky and Hutch. Wow. Now that's a that's that's one that I think could happen. And the the big reason why this would work and Cagney and Lacey wouldn't for me is that kick ass car. I don't remember Cagney and Lacey having a kick-ass car like the big red tomato. Oh, but the Cag- Cagney and Lacey had kick-ass cowl neck sweaters, so, you know. Uh, just don't even. It's a, no. Uh, you want to talk about Cagney cool Lacey. sweaters? You want to talk about cool sweaters? Starsky had those big-ass sweaters. He remember did. those? Yes, I could do. never understand that. You guys running around, it looks like it's... 98 degrees, and he's running around with a stocking cap and a sweater on. Yep. (laughs) There was a movie made of Starsky and Hutch, 2004, with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, which, that was a good cast, and there was was times in that movie where it was serious, and you thought, well, this is is actually going to be okay, but then they'd go and do a bunch of goofy stuff just because it's almost like this is what's expected of us, right? Right. So it was cool. Plus, it was good to see the original cast of Starsky and Hutch have cameos in it. So that was neat. Mm-hmm. Well, so the guy that's doing the reboot here is the guy behind Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. And is it going to be serious like Starsky and Hutch originally was? Or is it going to be kind of spoofy like? Uh, the the Stiller Wilson movie and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are to the superhero genre. Yeah, well, the, yeah. The original series ran from seventy five to seventy nine, 
It is a police procedural show starring David Soul and Paul Michael Glazier. And of course, Huggy Bear, played by Antonio Fargus. So he was always fun. Now, the thing about this show is, as you mentioned, will it be spoofy? I don't want a spoof. I don't want anything spoofy at all. But that doesn't mean it can't be fun because Starsky and Hutch, there were some funny-ass stuff that happened to them amid all the shootings and tragic stuff and drama stuff. That's true. There's a difference between something funny happening and think about Supernatural as Starsky and Hutch, right? You've got Sam and Dean, they do a bunch of goofy shit, but they're not making fun of Starsky and Hutch, right? So there's two shows yes. with with cool cars, you know, right there. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that the energy can be there, the sense of humor can be there without mocking what came before. And right. and, and that's and I'm telling you, there's a love for that for this show and and the dynamic of it. Well, again, that's what I mean about James Gunn with his Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I I think they walk a pretty good line Mm -hmm. uh, of being humorous without being disrespectful or or spoofy. So, yeah, this this one has some promise. I definitely will check it out, whether I finish the episode or, you know. I really have a great love for Starsky and Hutch, but I'll tell you what. It's kind of hard to watch now. Like if you if you get out the DVDs of the old TV show, man, sometimes there's some episodes it's just like watching paint dry. <laughs> it takes forever for anything to happen. But the thing I loved about that show was that they dealt with a lot of police corruption and you didn't know who you could trust all the time. It, it wasn't right. it wasn't just the cops are always the good guys. Right. They they kind of dealt with that. You know, sometimes some of the bad guys were the people that helped them, and sometimes the cops weren't always the good guys. So that's one of the things I loved about Starsky and Hutch. There were those shades of gray that they played with. So Well, and honestly, that's a theme that would play well in today, right? Absolutely. So hopefully if the big red tomato rides again with a new Starsky and Hutch, I would I definitely would check it out. This is one of the shows I'm probably the most excited about thus far that we've talked about. Now so. we don't know anything about the cast yet, do we? No, no, nothing at all. I, I I'm just wonder I'm just trying to picture who might play uh Huggy Bear or or well any well, of Well Snoop Dogg played but... Huggy Bear in the two thousand four movie. movie and he yes, was he did. that was brilliant casting. But I wanna see three unknowns that are just yeah. gonna wow me. So make that happen. Well, just make sure that the car is cool. That's the thing, right? <laughs> yes, yes. That that fourth co-star, the uncredited co-star of the car. <laughs> Whoever they get, you're going to have to be able to, to slide over that car and not scratch it. So do not scratch the big red tomato. No rivets on your jeans. <laughs> right. They had a pretty cool theme song, too. So Up next, Magnum P.I., Last year, ABC and producer Ava Longoria commissioned a script for a reboot of the Hawaii set 1980 to 1988 TV show starring Tom Selleck, who is now 73, by the way, and looking amazing for his age. Absolutely. And actually, that now, 
that idea of Eva Longoria helming it and, I mean, you know, behind the scenes producing it um, and possibly directing it uh, with Tom Selleck back in the role, that's interesting to me. Well, that's not. But that's not what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, Selleck's Blue Bloods is the third most popular show among viewers over fifty. In case we've forgotten that we're getting this source material from the AARP. AARP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, here's what's happening. There's a CBS pilot for a reboot with Jay Hernandez from Scandal and Suicide Squad as Private Eye Magnum, who's back in Leyland after Navy SEAL duties in Afghanistan. The writer-producer is Peter Lenkov, the same guy who rebooted Hawaii Five-O and MacGyver. And Hawaii Five-O seems to have lasted. It's it okay. still going on. Still yeah. going on. Yep. Now, whoever is going to be Magnum P.I., you got to have charm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, charm you, and personality. Your charisma has to jump off the screen. Will he be forced to wear the mustache? You know, to <laughs> me, Tom Selleck's mustache should be in the Smithsonian, right? Right. Maybe maybe the new Magnum will wear a T-shirt with a mustache on it, you know, a hipster T-shirt. Uh, if he got a man bun, just stop it now. <laughs> How about a he-hive? <sighs> well, the theme song was pretty cool. I, I remember it to this day, so uh, they, they should keep a version of that, right? So is this – do you think that there's – Again, depending on the charm, you know, without having seen how this – I mean, I, I know the guy who they're, who's, who they're looking at, Jay Hernandez, but I just don't know if he's got the same mustache coolness, <laughs> the charm of a Tom Selleck. Not many yeah. do. I mean, my God. Who's going to be Higgins, too? You know, you, you need a good Higgins, so. I don't know. Maybe they could get the, the guy who played the brother on uh, Frasier. Oh, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, he could I do would it. love to see him back in something again. He yeah. would be fantastic. He would. He would. Or the actor who played George on George Costanza. I could see him in that role, too. Yeah, he'd always have a sandwich. <laughs> so thumbs up, thumbs down, you think it'll work or not? Thumbs sideways. I, I, oh. I... <laughs> Hot. Hot. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I you know again it could work. It it depends on the chemistry of the cast once again. You know that's right. such a big thing. It, you know it's it's similar to what we were saying about Cagney and Lacey, and to an extent um, Starsky and Hutch. All of these uh, crime procedural investigatory investigative whatever the word is uh, type shows. After a while, they all just kind of melt into one another right. and all that you're right. left with is the the personality of the actors playing the characters right up next is the monsters Now talk about a theme song. 
Yep. You know, the the theme song is definitely going to have to be there. So this is not the first time that they've tried to reboot the Munsters. This is the Munsters uh-huh. is one of the most. For example, there's Star Trek. Every version of Star Trek has been successful, right? Yep. Almost every version of the Munsters has flopped. A failure. <laughs> Except yes. for the original. So. Wow. Right. Right. And that just shows how much we love the original cast and how much we love that chemistry and timing and everything. I don't see it. The original Munsters TV series ran from 1964 to 1966. It was a monster hit, starring the Frankenstein-like Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis as the grandpa, the the vampire grandpa. (laughs) So this one is going to be done by NBC, and it's produced by Seth Meyers, and written by Jill Cargman, who lampooned her Upper East Side Life on Odd Mom Out, a show I've never watched. Mm-mm, no, me either. She switches the Munsters home from California to hipster-afflicted Brooklyn. Now, that in, that is an interesting detail to me. I mean, that's a that will be a real fish-out-of-water element, uh, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's the only intriguing detail about it. And, and that's not even... uh, it's not particularly high on the intrigue scale for me, but it's the only thing that's intriguing about the the idea of a reboot of the Munsters. I'll tell you what, if you want to make this show work, just get the cast of the middle and have them be (laughs) the brand new Munsters. Like, Oh, (laughs) the guy that plays Mike would be, yes, you're just seeing Mike in the, with the bolts in his neck. (laughs) Yeah. And then I want to see, Frankie in the uh, in that uh, Yvonne De Carlo. I, I want to see Frankie as Lily. Now that's hot. So, <laughs> but like I could see them. You know what I mean? Seriously, I could see that couple helming up. Yes. And, and Brick Brick would be the new Eddie Munster. You, <laughs> it's him. <laughs> All I was seeing was Sue Sue Hack as as cousin Marilyn, and I wasn't. I wasn't seeing that, so, but but I hadn't worked my way down to the brick. See, here's what I would, I'd get a new grandpa, right? Maybe Robert De Niro could play the new grandpa because he's, <laughs> he's doing things like bad grandpa. So he obviously is hard up for money. So you've got the guy who played Mike as the Herman brick as the son. He looks like him already. All he needs is the pointy yeah. ears. Yeah. Frankie is Lily. And you could have Sue Heck be, a, a zombie girl who's literally her limbs keep falling off. So she's like out on a date and she loses a hand. <laughs> she's got to find her hand. Uh, Axel in the later episodes, the later seasons of the middle had a man bun. Yeah. That's he'd fit right in in Brooklyn. Yeah. But he could be the human one. Yes, that's right. Instead of cousin Marilyn, it'll be, it'll be cousin man bun. <laughs> Actually, he would be the disappointment to the family because yes. he turned out normal. Right. And he keeps bringing girls back to the house who want to date him, and they're freaked out by the family. And you know he has to choose between his family and the women he loves all the time. So, I, I think we just solved this one. Call Ed. Seth Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Brick is Eddie Munster. It's this is that's that's inspired. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely it. And Mike is he always played Herman Munster when you think well, about it. Well, he did. I mean, first of all, he's huge and mm-hmm. he's just kind of wooden and yeah. <laughs> I can see it. And who is it? Patricia Heaton, Patty Heaton. Yeah. Is, yeah. Would be yep. Lily. Patricia Heaton. I've got a crush on her. I I, I can't help I, I got noticed. a crush on her. Yeah, I got a crush <laughs> on her. Oh, Lily. 
<laughs> but I'd love to see Michael Keaton do like a cameo, like a like a thing where he plays a werewolf. He just comes in from out of town. One episode. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Couldn't he play Beetlejuice? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, again, I think this could work, but I just don't see it happening because when you think about hipsters, they're probably scarier than the monsters. So <laughs> they're weirder than the – I mean the well, man bun and buying vinyl and, you know, they're, they're – that's That fits right in with the concept though, doesn't it? Because they were always afraid of humans and – yeah. And, and basically no judgments, right? You can be whatever you want in New York, so. There you go. Yeah. I think that our version is much more interesting than whatever Seth Meyers and Jill Cargman are coming up with. Right. I agree, but they've we'll got to keep cast. that theme song. Uh, all about the, our Munsters reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Watch for it soon on Pop. <laughs> up next in the, sh the TV shows that are in development, Miami Vice. Vice ran from 1984 to 1989, and it was a TV series that defined its era so much that it's almost unwatchable now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we're, you know, we're talking about characters that just leap off the screen to differentiate that show from that show from that show. Good God, the style and the innovation of Miami Vice was a character well it was the character really mm. yeah everybody else played second fiddle to those those lush miami uh scenes and the sounds and the music videos They're, what are they gonna do are they gonna try to know. be nostalgic and recapture the 80s or are they gonna try to be just as cutting edge for the 20 teens I don't, I don't know. know. What do you do? What do you do here? Are you picking up the franchise from the sense that you're recasting the roles of Crockett and Tubbs, or are they going to be two other police officers? Because I think that's the way I would do it. You'd almost have to have whole new characters. That's what I I would do because if they're going to be Crockett and Tubbs, it's it's not going to work out. Plus, you'd be screwing your, yourself with the chance of having Don Johnson and Michael Phillip Thomas, you know, come back. For cameos right so this is apparently headed up by vin diesel and chris morgan whose 1.5 billion fast and furious flicks give them clout are rebooting the stylish narc show with a script by the guy who rebooted stephen king's the mist last year which i have yet to watch but it's on it's in my netflix thing so it says it says here no telling whether it'll bring back the pink and yellow fashions and those newfangled rock videos which now that's everything. So Miami Vice brought the rock video into everything. Yep. Great theme song. So I don't know. To me, it's an action show, so it can't go wrong from that standpoint. It's just got to be damn good. That's all right. If you're, if you're going to have the name Miami Vice, it's got to be good. I think this is a really hard, tall mountain to climb because Miami Vice just just say the name. Like we were talking about the Twilight Zone theme song – 
everybody knows that song by the first couple of notes or, mm-hmm. or any couple of notes right. for that matter. You say Miami Vice and you immediately have a picture in your eye of what it's going to look like, sound like, feel like. How do you recapture that and not make it an entire nostalgia show or make it fresh? I don't know, but that's the challenge. That's a tough one. If they can pull it off, it'll be amazing. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I want to say up. All right. I want to say up. I, I, I just don't know. How about you? I'm saying that it could work depending on the chemistry of the, the cast and the action and how well it's shot. It, it seriously could be a thing. Basically, what you're doing is buying the name and delivering the ambiance, right? The same feel. Yep. That's, That's what you have to do. You have okay. to give the same feel of the show. Like, for example, there's times that I don't understand why people will – license a property and do something so against it for example let's say they took little house on the prairie bought that property and then delivered the show hell on wheels i don't know if you saw hell on wheels but it <laughs> you know it's quite a it's two different prairies sure there's uh you know homesteads and developing across young america but boy hell on wheels had prostitutes and all sorts of stuff so it would well, be Well, things were tough on the prairie after Oh boy, the they were died. really tough in hell hell on wheels, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh but uh, that that you know, so sometimes you get a property and the show you actually put on the air is so different. You know, kind of like the Archies and Riverdale. So there you oh. go. Yeah. I mean, there's something that I really enjoyed last year, not enjoying so much this year. Talk about the bloom off the rose. So yeah, the uh, the sophomore slump hit Riverdale hard. Yep. It's almost like a sophomore suicide. It's like the writers are purposely trying to drag that show down the toilet as fast as they can. And they're succeeding. It seems like it, sadly. I really like the cast. I like everything about it. They're just I do they've too. they've went too far, just too yep. far. And the last show that is in development, believe it or not, the greatest American hero. Rockford Files creator Stephen J. Cannell created a show that lasted from 1981 to 1983 that we're still talking about. That's another one that I can't believe was only two seasons. Yeah. Feels like it was so much more because we love it so much. Right, absolutely. And there was a bit of a spinoff to it. The show was about a substitute teacher given a superhero suit by aliens, and it is back in a pilot episode for ABC. This time the star is not William Catt, but a 30-ish woman who seeks meaning in life, loves tequila and karaoke, and vexes her traditional Indian-American family. The original superhero suit had no user manual, so it was funny to watch Cat ineptly discover its powers, basically Superman's powers, plus ESP, invisibility, and other supernatural gifts. All we can say, if she has an FBI handler like the original hero, he or she had better be as sarcastic as Robert Culp was on the original show. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I'll agree with that. <laughs> I think that The Greatest American Hero is a concept that can work really well, and I think it's still possible. Here's how Ken would do it. Are you ready? ready. And, of course, if they don't listen to my ideas, they've already ruined every chance they had to make the shoot good. But anyway, I would get William Cat involved. I wouldn't have him be the star of the series. I would have this woman bump into him somewhere. Yeah, just a stranger on the street. 
and have William Cat be one of these guys with a big beard and a lot of hair, right? Like he looks like <laughs> one of these mountain men or crazy survivalist type guys. And what he's saying to her, he's like, he's like, hey, you, you know, we, we've got to hide. They're, they're looking for us, you know. And she's like, you're crazy. This guy's nuts. And you could have William Cat still possessing the suit, even though it's not active, right? And he's got the suit and he's trying to keep it out of the hands of the government. You following mm. me? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Everyone thinks William Cat is crazy, but he really knows what he's talking about. He's got the suit. He's trying to hide it from the government because if the government gets a hold of it and figures out a way to replicate it, it might not be used for good. So while he's trying to protect her, which she doesn't understand what's going on, he thinks that, that she's an agent at first or something, right? And then he finds out, you're not one of them. You're not one of them. Hurry, come this way. And and while she's there, she touches the suit and it lights up and imprints on her. She becomes the new hero. And he says, listen, I got a guy. He's the only one I can trust. He's the only one you can trust that works in the government. And he gets him hooked up to what would be the equivalent of Robert Culp's character. You see what I'm saying? I do. So you've I... now taken the concept for people who grew up with the original show. You give them an entry into the show. Yes. You bring everyone who doesn't know that show. They get to understand that he was the original guy. And now you're handing it off to this new person. It's perfect. That's one of the things that they're not doing with these shows and movies and properties is setting it up so that the person – who's going to go online and say, here's what's wrong with the new reboot of, and, right? Yeah, and they, Kent, you've got to stop going online and saying those things. I'm not the, the guy that does that, right? <laughs> I just, but I'm telling you, if they want to do it, that would be the smartest thing to do. Play to your strengths and the fan base you already have. And let people know that this is a continuation of the thing, right? No, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, you've got your touchstone and and the launching pad for the next wave, the next generation. And then William Cat could either come back on every once in a while and give her advice, which would also be cool, right? It would. She just calls him up like, listen, I'm on vacation. <laughs> How can I help you? He's like, here's one thing I can tell you about the suit. The flying is fun. Everybody likes to fly. But what no one talks about is the landing, right? <laughs> It's painful. <laughs> and you want to get some glasses because bugs get in your teeth and you got to be careful. Like that's that's funny stuff right there. I think that would be great. So Practical advice too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it would be a way to like work towards renewing the fan base of what is going to be from the new show and from the old show. And you've got to keep that iconic song. Yes. Of course, Absolutely. they'll probably get someone like Keith Urban to sing it, or I don't know who they'd get to sing it, but it would be similar. But <laughs> anyway, they could just leave the original in there as far as I'm concerned. But oh, to me, that's to that's the way that it would work. If, if they did that, I'd say thumbs up, you got something that's working here. I'd watch but, that. Uh, I'm going to check it out anyway. I, I have the original series and the little spinoff that it had on DVD. Look at what's happened to me 
shows coming back from the tv graveyard reboots all of a sudden we're canadian reboots eh 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 (laughs) take off eh so let us know which one of these 10 shows you think should come back from the dead and be a hit which ones are you looking for and if not these 10 which show would you like to see come back from the tv grave let us know on the pop facebook page well thank you for joining me today it was a lot of fun I always like talking TV. Yeah, it's always great to talk TV and spend some time popping around with folks. We will see you on the next episode of Pop, and thank you for listening. We'll see you, Christine. See you, Ken. See you, Poppers. And that's our show. Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolfe saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. Say goodnight, Dick.